Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, it's happy Friday, Friday the 13th. But this, this is what you say on a day like that where people make a big deal about the spooky stuff that goes on. This is what you say. This is the day that the Lord has made. Yes, he made Friday the 13th. The enemy tried to do something with that. But God is the author of those dates and we give him the glory for what he's doing on this day just wanted to add that in it is 2023 i am steve schultz founder along with my wife of both elijah list and elijah streams that you're watching we're in year 25 we will soon be going into year 26 of bringing you the voice of the prophets very exciting times uh we're going to bring on robin bullock in just a few minutes we are very fortunate to have him we don't get him very often so we want to keep our announcements short so we uh, maximize the time. Quick announcement that Barry Wench will be on and Monday in place of um, Johnny Enloe, who is who's on a trip. So we we can't we don't have him. But Barry is very very popular. So we're we're as all of our speakers are frankly. So I'm going to play you this spot, and it's going to go right into Robin. But when I play you this spot about the wells that we're digging, it's a new one that Emily put together for us, um, and it looks really nice. As I was watching that, I was hearing in my ears or in my spiritual ears, you who have given money to this, I kept hearing you saying, I did that, I did that, I did that. So you see them pumping the wells, and you sent your money in to build to do those wells. We did 77 wells last year. We're going to try and double that this year uh, in, in different places in the country, uh, in the world. So, uh, yeah, I want you to be able to say when you see these spots and you see them pumping the wells and people rejoicing, I think God wants you to say, I did that, you know, with my giving. So without further delay, let's go ahead and play that. And then we'll bring on Robin. Robin Bullock, Happy New Year. Shalom. 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 Happy New Year. I'll be able to do this end this year if I stretch it. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it, brother. You'll get yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, it's good to have you back on. It's Man. 2023. You came on. Oh, we love it. We, we miss you when you're not here. Oh, it's always good to be with you guys. I mean, now, really, honestly, I've, I'm just very honored to be here. Thank you for inviting me the way oh, you awesome, do. Awesome. 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 There's more and more of a connection between... You guys and us, Emily's brother, I think, is working for you. I don't <laughs> remember. Is. And then we just hired a. We we're hiring a web guy that that goes to your church. Uh, Eric really? something. Yeah, Eric something. We we're hiring him. Wow. So That's awesome. Uh, I don't know if he, I don't. I won't say his last name just because I don't have his permission. But you yeah, might know who yeah. I'm talking about. So. Well, that's awesome. I don't, but I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, neat awesome. guy. I know he's a young married one. I don't know how long, but uh, we we like what we're seeing on it, and so we're gonna. Man, that's gonna good. Just, yeah. yeah, we're getting more and more of a connection. Yeah, man, so that's awesome. So very, very good. So, well, you've got. We want to hit two areas today, Robin. You had okay. you said you do. You can say some things about. Uh, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think you said the boxers or whatever that were found, and then I, we won't take you too long on that because i know you've got a word about the body of christ and what you want to talk about that so well what i was actually wasn't so much about the boxes it okay. was about the time surrounding oh. it okay and um you know a while back if you remember that um 
Uh, well, let, let's pray before we do anything, yeah, Steve. Okay. I just yeah. want to pray. Yeah. Father, in the name of Jesus, this is a strategic time. Yes, Lord. And this is a strategic broadcast, Lord. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to give all of us wisdom, understanding, and knowledge how to say the right word in season. And Lord God, how to speak it exactly the way you want it said. Yes, Lord. That we will remain ahead of the king's chariots all the time. And I give you pr- praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, you know, a while back, um, you know, I had, and people will remember this, that I had told the Red Sea to part. Yeah. You know, I'd stretched a rod out over the Red Sea. And, oh, yeah. Uh, the Republican Party and ordered it to divide. And it divided. Oh, dear Lord, did it divide. Oh. <laughs> and and when that happened, but then when Timothy Dixon and I went back up to um, Capitol Hill and we were there in front of the Supreme Court uh, Justice Building and all over the abortion thing. Remember when they rolled the scrolls out? And that was yeah. Timothy's oh, yeah. dream, you know, that was yeah. his dream. He dreamed of all that. And, uh, of course, they didn't know it. And they invited us to come up, uh, him and I. And w- I was in the dream. And so I remember that day the Lord gave me what to say. And I got to stand on a, uh, at a, behind a podium in front of the Supreme Court. See, because what people don't understand, Steve, and, and maybe, maybe this has got to become an understanding in the body of Christ this year, is that, that prophets, see, prophets are officers of the court. They're oh, officers of the court of heaven. People don't realize that a lot, but that's why prophets always deal with the political. They deal with kings. They deal with with magistrates. They deal with anybody in the political. It's because they're officers of the court of heaven. God, it's like when Nathan came to David. See, uh, political people can get so powerful. They get so strong, so powerful that they can become tyrants. And when they become tyrants, the people have no higher person to appeal to Mm -mm. but the Almighty. So they appeal to heaven. They will appeal to heaven when oppression gets too hard because political tyrants, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They can can exercise. Yeah. No, I was saying we've been living in that. So, yeah, I totally understand. Sure. That's exactly what we have. Yes and amen, for sure. So they get to where they are. They think they're gods, so to speak. They think they're the highest authority in the land. And the people, they will abuse their power, and the people become oppressed. And when their freedoms begin to be oppressed, and it's just like in this country, you know, um, the freedoms of this country, you know, we're endowed by by, uh, freedoms by our creator that didn't come from government. It came from God himself. And... um, and that's written into the bloodstream, the DNA mm. of every man. Wow. You know, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That's inside the, the DNA of everybody. That's in your blood. That cries out. That was given before there was one man wow. who occupied an office. That was given by God himself. And uh, uh, I forget how John Adams called it. He called it... Um, I can't remember exactly the word. It's a word we don't use now, but uh, 
it was rights given by God before a tyrant king or any earthly king was ever ordained. And so there's these rights you can't take from people. And among these are life, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But yet the pursuit of happiness he was speaking of, Sam Adams, the father of the revolution, actually uh, uh, defined that when he said the right to own property, the right to own and, and have your own property. Wow. And we we call it the American dream now to own a home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where that came from. That was in the DNA of Adam the day God breathed into his nostril. And so, and, and what our founders said was any government that comes against any one of these things that starts, to, then it should be pushed back against. This should be uh, abolished if it had to be taken down, they said. Now, I didn't say that. They said that. So you, this is how passionate they were about it. So uh, political kings and, and governors and presidents and all that, they can get so full of power that the people can't appeal to a higher power. So they appeal to heaven. Now, when an appeal is made to heaven, then something else happens now. When an appeal is made to heaven, you can't get justice anywhere else. Thus, our first flag in the United States, an appeal to heaven. That was our yeah. first flag. So so uh, they knew they could go no higher than King George, so they went to heaven. Well, then the Black Coat Regiment began to speak from the podiums and the pulpits and because they were appealing to heaven. Well, when Nathan came to David, Nathan came into David's court, and you know the story. He came in there and he said, there's a case, king, I need to tell you about. He said, it happened in your kingdom. And he said, it was uh, a man who had one little ewe lamb, and he treated it like one of his children, and it would eat with him, and it it, it was a friend of his family, and it stayed in the house. And his rich neighbor had flocks and herds. But yet his rich neighbor had a visitor come by. When the visitor came by, the rich neighbor, instead of killing one of his sheep, took the one little ewe lamb Mm. and slaughtered it. With David being a shepherd, that hit him hard. He knew how that would have felt. And David just immediately rose up a king now. This was in his court. He stood up and pronounced judgment on the man. He said, the man must die because he showed no kindness. He had no kindness. And then the prophet revealed to David what was happening. He turned and said to the king, thou art the man. Because you used the Amorite sword to kill Uriah. If you'd have needed more, he said, the Lord said, I would have given it to you. But now, uh, if you'd have needed more, you would have even gotten your such and such, which I believe was he would have got to build the temple. Oh, wow. He said, you would have got the such and such. It actually says such and really? such. Really? It did. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I believe that was he could have built that temple. And when he did, see, what happened was is God sent an officer of his court into the realm of an earthly king because this poor man could appeal to no higher court. 
he couldn't go any higher. It was his blood was crying out for justice and he could go no higher. So an appeal to heaven was made. And so an officer of the court, a prophet, walked into the court of a king and said, thou art the man. And the king pronounced his own judgment. And so prophets are officers of the court. And people don't realize that. And when you see a rise of prophets, you know tyranny is on the rise. And it's about to go into place to where there is no higher appeal. We have nowhere else to go. Wow. And so prophets come on the scene and start laying down the road. America's been under that tyranny since we've seen this fraudulent thing happen with the president. And we all know who the real president is. And it's certainly not the man we see. And you know he's not. Yeah. Well, as all of us know, he's not. Heaven don't recognize that. So this is the time to say you have cornered the people. You have given them nowhere to go and hear the word of heaven today. The Lord says they have appealed to me. They have appealed to heaven. And thus saith the Lord to the rogue governments and tyrants. Thou art the man. So good. Wow. So oh, now, wow. well, and, and see, I didn't realize I was going there. Me and you didn't discuss Yeah, yeah that. we didn't know. We, we, we kind of go where the spirit leads. And sure. yeah, I didn't quite know where you were going to go when we talked. Uh, you said, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. Wow. Well, hey, and, uh, yeah. And see, we see, and soon I'll have a word I can show you uh, about the speaker of the house and all that that happened. It's still an ongoing prophecy right now. And it's, it's, it's fleshing out right in front of everybody. And the word was given. I remember giving the word a year or so ago. And now it's happening just like you'd written it in a book. And so um, we'll be talking about that soon. Very, very good. But very, very this good. is the time we're in that an appeal to heaven has been made, Steve. And um, the whole body of Christ made the appeal. Uh, every nation on the face of the earth. There's God has people in every nation and every continent, I should say. And they are making an appeal to heaven because they know they have nobody listening. Nobody's listening. They think they can do their own thing. But they're about to meet God. And God will say some things. And when God starts talking, the earth rumbles. The earth will tremble. Men hear the voice of God and they think it thunders. Yeah, I read that the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's profound. Yeah, you know, Jesus said it he, when he said, glorify your name. He said, I have glorified it and we'll glorify it again. And the men standing around said, some said an angel spoke. Others said it thundered. And so how many times has it thundered in a clear sky? And we didn't know what it was. We said, well, it must be a distant blast of some kind. Mm -hmm. And it was God talking. Wow. I never thought of that. I mean, we probably... Yeah. Some of us would have experienced that without even realizing it. Sure. Wow. Yeah. How many times growing up did you hear it thunder in a clear blue sky? And you'd think, well, what was that? And it was hey, God talking. Can I talking. ask you, um, before, I know you've got the, the main thing that God's put on your heart. We're going to get into that in a second. So not to pull this out, but um, I'm led to ask. It feels like I'm led to ask this. Um, like a year ago-ish, 
you were talking and um, all of a sudden, you know, we were talking about Trump coming back and you said yes, but he has to decide. He has to say yes. It's still his choice. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it appears that now he's made his choice. What do you, what can you say about that? When and how did that happen? Did we pray it in or? Yeah. uh, You know, nobody ever loses their choice. Yeah. That I mean, it's ridiculous to think that God takes the choice away from somebody. That they the only time someone loses their choice is when they leave their body. When they leave this body on this earth, the choice they have already made their choice, whether they're going to heaven or they're going to hell. See, people are already in eternity. It's just uh, they're they're in eternity now. You will live forever. It's just like the old phone company saying, you know, if you don't make a choice, one will be made for you. And so you're going to live forever. It's just you decide where. Well, you, you don't lose your choice here. And I remember saying that, and I stand mm-hmm. by that. And I remember saying this. I remember um, a man of God, a, a, a profound uh, voice for prophets, asked me on the phone one day. He said, do you believe that Trump will win the presidency? I said, I was quiet for a minute. And I said, I was listening to my spirit. And I said, yes. I said, whether anyone ever knows it or not, I'm not sure. Oh, wow. You did, huh? Yeah. And that was way back before any of this started, you know. And I said, whether anybody knows it or not, I'm not sure. And then I heard other prophets say that it would be a landslide. It would be this, it would be that. I never said it wouldn't be. But what I did say was this in response to that. I said, people need to remember that a landslide is messy and it has to be digged out of. You have to dig out of a landslide. And so it was a landslide and we've been digging in a mess ever since. We sure have. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You know, because I know Kat used that term, landslide, and I thought, this is going to be great. There's going to be this landslide, and all the evil people are going to be washed away with it. It's, it's kind of the thoughts in my head. I'm not saying God said that. You right. know, our human thought is, oh, this is going to be great. Well, but, I, but I believe it was a landslide. But yeah. a landslide, look at what a landslide looks like. Now, I'm going to say something kind of prophetic, and, and, and uh, all the viewers can hear this. And during a landslide, everything that catch this, everything on the hill comes down. Oh, everything that was on the hill ends up down here somewhere. Wow. And so, uh, and then Capital the hill, hill was, right? Capital yeah, Hill coming and then, down. Huh? And then the the debris, the hill is free of debris, and and we have to dig out of it. Well. I remember standing up one day and the prophecies, uh, I, this prophecy is online, but the second half I never was led to post yet was um, I said uh, something about Israel will desire a prophet again. And I said uh, the voice of a prophet again or something. And I said, Netanyahu, I said, Netanyahu, I come on back. Now come back, make your way back. And come on back to your office. And, of course, we know he did. Yeah. And then I, I gave a word right before it happened, about a week or two, maybe a week and a half before, at Church International in a service, and said, when, they, when he wins, he'll win so big. 
the rightful leader of Israel will be shown. And when he wins, he'll win so big the world can't deny it. And that's and then a week and a half later or so, all of a sudden, unprecedented, he comes back into office. Well, that prophecy was stopped. And just given that because that happened. Well, the next part of it, I said, Donald Trump, make your way back. Oh, you did. I said, start walking back toward your chair. And and I didn't say, come on in now. I said, start your walk back, which denotes a campaign. You don't, oh, and you don't remember how long, oh, any dates or month when that was, do you? Do you happen to remember? Well, let's see now. Your team could probably find the prophecy of Netanyahu right now, and it will have oh, wow. the date on it. It'll have the date. When I called him back, I'll have Paul look for it because he does clips. He might be able to yeah. find it. So we'll keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's on my YouTube back. channel, you know. Okay. But but the first one it shows where I call him back is the first date I called Trump, told Trump to start his walk back. Wow. And what it was, it was a prophetic timeline that when you see Netanyahu come back, Trump will start his walk back. That's and that's amazing. the way the prophecy was given. And that's the way it happened. Wow. Is that wow. not amazing? It is Only amazing. God. Only God. Only God. Well, you know, I love his prophets, you know. I love yeah. his prophets, so well, amazing. So people get people get all, you know, they get all, man, why don't the prophets say this? Why don't the prophets say that? Well, you know, won't you ask God why the prophets say it? <laughs> and that's funny because, you know, you're not expecting a prophet to say, don't ask me, ask God. A prophet, You would think a prophet would say, what do you want to know? Right. So, but you're, you're, the prophets are to train up. That's, it's very clear in the scripture that prophets were to train people up. <laughs> you know, I wonder, Steve, what would have happened if somebody had have asked Isaiah, what do you mean by this virgin will conceive yeah. <laughs> thing? What do you mean by that? Now, now tell me what, what is going to happen here and when is this going to happen? What do you think Isaiah might have said to them? <laughs> he would have just probably said, uh, a virgin will conceive, <laughs> and the government will be on his shoulders. Well, when? Well, ask God. <laughs> you know, I and mean, I'd love to know. I've known because he's like one of the most quoted, I think, by Jesus oh, and Isaiah. Goodness. You know, I would love to know. He's one of my favorites too. Yeah, man. I mean, he had oh, some of the big ones. I believe his was the Cyrus uh, prophecy as yeah. well. I think he named him it by was. name hundreds of years, either 150 to 300 years before he was yeah. born. He gave him by name, but he died. Yeah. Isaiah said bye-bye to this earth before it ever happened. You know, he would have. Well, they would, would have, have called him a false prophet. Sure. By today's standards, by anyone's yeah. standards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, he's a false prophet. He's a false prophet. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Mary gives birth to Jesus. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't. <laughs> they don't. You know, when you say, well, a prophet said this and it hadn't happened. You better add the word yet. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> because just as sure as you say it don't happen, it's not going to happen. God says, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Boom. And suddenly it happened. Probably yeah. our single most common email. Other than, you know, we have super nice, uh, wonderful people that sure. are constantly telling us how, you know, how this is blessing them. But if, if there's an objection that arrives, it's always... So and so said this, and it hasn't happened. When is he? When are you going to have him come on and apologize? You know, this did, happens all the time. 
did so-and-so say it would happen this date? Yeah, or did he good. just say it would happen? Or did she say it would take place? By the way, uh, Emily just put on, I don't know if they have the clip, but she found that on April 19, 2022, Robin called Netanyahu back. If you all have that clip, we can bring it on. But uh, we now know the date, but I don't know. If well, we now the first one I said was, I think way it was before 22. Oh, it started okay. when I when I said that. If you go to my YouTube channel, it starts with one prophecy, and and it progresses right up to that date. Do you know what the YouTube does? It do you happen to know what the title of that YouTube was or anything? Uh, Netanyahu prophecy, probably. Oh yeah, well yeah. I'll say I'll have these guys look yeah. for it. Prophecy yeah. concerning Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah. yeah, and and if you look at the first. Yeah, that's it. That's the title. And if you look at the very first prophecy that comes on, I think it was in 21. And it progresses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I keep yeah. having these words. Well, I know they'll alert me that I'm watching my chat. I know they'll alert me the moment yeah. they find it, if they find it. So yeah. they're looking now for a 2021, if possible. So, okay. Well, it will come on. No, they don't need to look for that date. It's on the same prophecy. It starts okay. out. Uh, one of y'all look it up. I th and we'll find it and you can send somebody the link yeah that'd be good. yeah because see what it is it starts out in 2021 and then it progresses different okay. words along the time okay they found a date 10 26 october 26 2021 yeah that's when it started date. yeah yeah it's just popped and, in there so and that's the actual time i believe i said netanyahu come back and Trump, start your walk back. I just cut it off right there. But that's when I said it. And we've got it. I mean, yeah. Well, apparently for them to find that date, they must be getting close. So they'll let us know if they, yeah. they grab the clip on it. That would be awesome if they could. I don't know how long it takes yeah. them to do it. Well, they, they won't find the one about Trump yet because we cut it off right there. Oh, you Net cut it off on your channel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. after Netanyahu. Well, at least yeah. we, we now know definitively because they found it. It's October 26, 2021 is when you, it's the first That's, time you said That was it right there. Yeah. And I called him back and I called Trump back. But I said it, I said it in a way that was strategic that I w didn't realize. I told Netanyahu to come on back and I told Trump to start your walk back. That's interesting. And so, and it was amazing to me how he, uh, we might ought to post it now that I've said it, but it's yeah. amazing to me Netanyahu did come back, won so big they couldn't deny it, and then Trump announced he would run again. So he started his walk back. Yeah. God is very specific. Very much He's so. Very specific. You know? Well, I'll have so if it's a, if these guys maybe even after the show if they get the clips and they can edit it together, yeah. we can if we can yeah. download it from you and we'll put it up on our channel. Uh, and yeah. we'll, say, we'll say look at the one next to Robin. We'll post it as a clip or something right close to yours. And oh, yeah, we oh, could. Paul is saying the clip is ready. Are you are you guys ready to do this then? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's watch the clip. Here we go. Okay. There's a real stirring happening in Israel right now. Um, I saw that this morning. The Lord quickened that to me. And there's a real stirring happening there. Um, a prophet, a prophet there is being desired again. Um, Netanyahu. So it's time. It's time. I call Netanyahu.
I send a prophetic word. Go back in office. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Netanyahu don't walk back in office soon. Hmm. Now, that just would not surprise me. The Lord said that he's about to reveal to the world who the real leader of Israel is. He's going to show them who leads Israel and who still has a voice, who still has the voice that's speaking from an undisclosed place. For Israel is not going down. Israel is going up and over, says the Lord. For this is not going to happen what the enemies of Israel think is going to happen. And when they win, they will win so big that the world will see it and not ignore it. We're following breaking news in the Middle East as well. Benjamin Netanyahu will become prime minister of Israel once again. Israel's current prime minister conceded to Netanyahu after the country's fifth national election in four years. So there you have it. There you go. Yeah. I'm glad you, you guys put all the work. I see that was all pre-done. So thank you, staff, the, yeah. of mine that just pulled that up, too. And see, what we may do now that we've talked about it is the very first one on uh, in 21, right after that, instead of going, see, we only did that because it was concerning Netanyahu. Right. But right after that, I mean, the next words, I said, Donald Trump. Start walking back towards your Oh, uh, yeah, you should add that back in. Or if they can, yeah. can they edit that and put that back? Well, if not, we can make it a different one. We can make just it make it. One. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. now he's submitted to run again. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And and yeah. I didn't I didn't mishear you at the beginning of this broadcast where you said, we know who's president. Uh, at least from heaven's standpoint, yeah. Trump is still yeah. the president. You're not. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. So. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yeah, he's the president. Yeah. And uh, I'll never, I'll never, you'll, know, you'll never hear me say anything else but that. Because, yeah. I, you know, to if I was to say he wasn't the president, uh, the real, legitimate, recognized by heaven president, I'd be a liar like everybody else. Yeah, And so I can't do that. I'd be a liar like politicians who say different. So I'm not going to be a liar. I don't like a liar. I don't like lies around me. Yeah. And so I have to tell the truth. Even if I thought my cousin was the Antichrist, Steve, I'd tell you, hey, Steve, <laughs> I think my my cousin's the Antichrist. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just tell it the way it is. And But there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And um, there's a lot of of terrible things happening, but there's a lot of great things happening too. And it's just like the big Sinai thing they did, you know, in October. I don't know if you knew about that. Yeah. I heard about it, you know, wickedness really. Yeah. They did the Sinai initiative, you know, where they go down there and stayed at a red sea resort, which was, it's all this should sound, you know, really something to people. And they go down there and they, they meet to, to have a prayer meeting on Sinai to apologize and repent for causing global warming. And so they wrote 10 green, new green commandments. And I don't know if you've seen the video. No, I, where, I haven't seen that. I, I remember seeing one clip, but yeah. it was very, very short. Well, a Jewish man actually took the commandments and they're shaped like tablets of Moses. And when he came down off Sinai, he broke them. It broke this them guy the literally did that on yeah. camera. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. on camera, and it's it's uh, it's new commandments 
that was written. And he came down and broke them. And, um, of course, I think Klaus Schwab showed up to speak to him and all this kind of stuff. And what they really did that day, I had a report come to me from a prophet that knew an ambassador at the UN that actually said that they employed the occult to go with them on that initiative because they believed the portal opened on Sinai. And, uh, and they wanted power added to that. Now that's the report I got. And, um, and of course that's what they do, you know? And, and so this thing is that what they did that day was set forth a new one world religion that everybody could agree with. And, and see now, now which brings us to another thing. Okay. You know me. I'll go from one thing to the well, other. Yeah. Well, yeah. What I want you to share what you know what's on your heart. You know. However, the Lord impresses me, I'll talk. Yeah, absolutely. And so, see what happens. Uh, let me look right here. I want to show you something, and and uh, let me get right here to it. We're we're in very very prophetic times, strategic times. This is not just times of. Uh, you know, like like other times, we, we've never seen this before. Uh, in Second Thessalonians, uh, where I want to be, uh, I want people to see this because I'd like for them to know something about time. And this is probably going to rub religion wrong. What I'm about to say. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, that's just we. That's yeah. kind of what yeah. we want to do. That's your whole life, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do. So. Yeah. Okay, it starts off in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by, by spirit. Mm. Notice that. Not in spirit, by spirit. Mm. Don't be troubled by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Mm. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now he singles out that man. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. That man, a particular God, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Something's holding him back. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now lets will let, until he be taken out of the way, and then that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Now, well, we'll read it on to verse 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie 
and they all might be damned, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in mm. unrighteousness. Mm. Now, wow. I, I want you to notice that Paul also says that, he said, the mystery of iniquity, which doth already work. And remember, he said once, there are many antichrists. There's already the spirit of the antichrist is, mm. was in the earth then. Now, what he's talking about, the spirit of mystery, this mystery of iniquity, is already at work. Only he who now lets will let, or he who resists it, will resist it until he be taken out of the way. Hmm. See, now, here is the thing. Every generation, and, and I know this would be controversial, hmm. his, every generation has, has, I think, there may be some details about this that I don't know yet, but had an opportunity to bring the king back. Mm. So then every generation has had an opportunity for the to let the Antichrist into the earth. Every generation. Mm. Uh, uh, Nimrod, um, uh, Nero, uh, Hitler, all these people were Antichrist spirits. And they could have fit the mold of the Antichrist, but there was a resistance in the earth at each point in time that kept it out. And the resistance, see, people think, well, just because we're here as believers, he could never get in. That's not true. Paul said right here, he said, only he who now resists will resist. And when that resistance is gone, then he can come in. So put up Daniel 7 on your screen and watch this. People need to see this kind of stuff so that yeah. they can recognize what's going on. I saw you had scriptures on the screen. Yeah, she's, I up, think she's probably pulling it up. Takes her a second. There it comes. Uh, we'll put up like uh, verse 25 maybe. Let's see where that's at. Let's see how that works. Daniel seven twenty-five, And he shall speak great words against the Most High. And shall, watch this, Steve, wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until time and times and the dividing of times. That's three and a half years. Now watch this. He said, he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints. How are we worn out in our resistance He's trying to change the times and laws and get the Antichrist into this earth before he's supposed to be in this earth. And yeah. only us who stands in total resistance against that, against a one world government, against a new world order, against these things. We have to stand against a one world religion. We have to begin to be the resistance and know that's what they're trying to do. And so he's seeking to wear us down and wear us out so that he can change times and laws. He wants to change them. There are set times. He can't come in the earth until the saints are removed from the earth. But if he can change the times and the laws by wearing down the resistance, he can set his kingdom up. And if he can do that, Jesus said this, remember, he said, if you can make one jot or one cross of the T, 
not come to pass that I've said, you can beat me. And so he's seeking to change it. And this is his last push. If he can change it this time, and already they're talking about one world government. Mm-hmm. Noah Harari, Noah Harari is always ta- already talking about, and he's a type of the false prophet, but he's already talking about uh, if you don't get on board with this, that they won't need you as a serf or a slave. That tells me a new world order constitution has already been written behind the scenes. Really? And it contains no. three classes of people, them, serfs, and slaves. That's it. And already you have 15-minute cities, you know, they're setting up around a different country. Yeah, I've heard about that. Tell people what that even means. Well, yeah, to my understanding, you know, it's basically this, that you don't have to go 15 minutes from where you live to get anything you need. And so cars are not needed. And at the most, a bicycle. And if you travel 60 kilometers outside of your city, you then have to have permission from the city council to do it. And they're already setting these up in different places. And um, see, this would be a new constitution of the elite, the serfs, and the slave. A serf is bound to the land. You can't call him a slave, but you can't, if you sell the land, you have to sell the serf with it. And it's really? a little, yeah, a serf is a little cut above a slave. A slave you can do anything with. You can kill them if you want to. Serf is like a servant, probably. It's yeah, he's a bondman serf. to the land. Yeah. He's bonded hmm. to the land. It was when slavery was kind of unpopular and outlawed in ancient Rome and places. They developed a class of people called serfs. And serfs, they couldn't really sell them but they bond them to the land. In other words, they work the, the master's land and they get a little piece of that land for their own family to live on hmm. as long as they work the other. But if the owner of the land sells the land, the serf has to go with it. Hmm. So with it. But a slave is can be used as anything. And according to Harari, there's only three classes, them, serfs, and slaves. That tells me it's already written. Now, think about what I just said. Why would you talk about it if it's not already classes of people well, laid out? Right, yeah. They're trying to get you used to what, what they want to sure. spring on you. Sure. And then now we know what the one world religion will be. It was the thing on Sinai. So now that's been determined. And, uh, you know, the Catholic Church sent a big delegation there. And this was the first time they said this. They said, it's the first time we've seen, watch this, Christians and pagans come together. Now, why, why would pagans be in the mix? It's well, why would cult. Christians? Why would Christians have anything to do with that? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I question like, that. Uh, maybe their Christianity, if they would even uh, partake in something like that. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, Pentecostal churches. A lot of Pentecostal churches, they're only Pentecostal on the sign outside. When you go in, they're not Pentecostal. And because, uh, you know, I mean, not every one of them, but a lot of them. And Jeez. so it's just come down to a last fight, a last resistance. And we have to resist. Yeah. And the way you resist, the Lord said something to me the other day. I was 
coming on to do the 11th hour. Yeah. And um, the Lord said something to me. He said, you've entered now the dark ages. And, uh, well, he actually told me that before. Yeah. It was either that Sunday before or that Tuesday. He said, you've entered the dark ages. And I just, you know, when God tells you something, you just. Well, I can't even believe you're saying that, Robin, because this morning, yeah. as thought yeah. king, I'm, I'm having my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And I saying to myself, we're going to look back on these times and we're going to call these the dark ages. That has never been a thought in my head until today. you said you said, said that. Today. I said it to myself. I said, we're going to look back on these times as the dark ages. Mm-hmm. I, as God is my witness. I did. And I thought, where brother, did that come from? Brother, and as God is our witness, you and I didn't know we both. No, we did not know that, that either. Jeez. And it was probably a couple weeks ago. John may know. Madison may know here. that, But it was, um, I said, and I said it on Sunday morning at the church, too. I think it was before Tuesday. But anyway, I said, the Lord said, You've now entered the dark ages. I wanted him to say, you're in danger of entering the dark ages. All right. Or, but he didn't. And, and the I way I thought to, about it, Robin, the way I thought, again, it was a stray thought. I thought it was, and I thought. It was The way either. I interpreted it in my brain was, well, maybe God's saying all of the church age that we've known. I know, uh, man, I know. You know. For these 2,000 years, we'll consider all of the 2,000 years uh, dark ages. Oh, I but know. But that's not what you're saying. No, and I know what you I know what you mean because I'm standing there on the 11th hour set with a guitar around my neck playing prophetic music. And and I, the Lord says, say this. And I want to say, well, we're, we're going to resist. <laughs> we're going to be able to. And the Lord said, I told you, you've now entered the dark ages. And I said, well, Lord, what do I do? You know, because I told the people that. I can only tell you what I hear. And people get mad at prophets sometimes because they say things they don't want to hear. And I said, well, what, what do I do, Lord? I said, what do I do? And the only thing I knew to do, my phone's going off. The only thing I knew to do was say this i said then we we must light a light we have to now become the light and somebody wrote in and told me i said we have to preach the light everywhere we have to go everywhere now we have to share the gospel bigger than we've ever done it before wow because if we're entered the dark ages the only thing that will dispel darkness strike a match that's the only thing that will dispel darkness is the light. And so I started preaching on the light. Start talking about the light. Start speaking about the light. Start being the light. And I just really got passionate about that. The Lord said these words to me um, Sunday. He said, uh, truth that's hidden will be truth that's rewritten. And so, and and one word for hidden the word hidden is occult, occult. Oh, wow. So now you know where it all comes from. It comes from the truth being hidden somewhere. If the truth is in my hands and I'm, I hide it off screen, hmm. now it can be rewritten in somebody else's idea. And so we have to pull the truth back out on the scene because it is the light. 
and start talking about the light, start sharing the light. Jesus is the light. He's the only way. The only thing that scares darkness is light. Because when light is comes on, Steve, all the darkness has to back up. Mm. And the churches are not sharing the light. Well, and what I'm hearing you say, too, is you're now that you got that word, we're not it's not like we're going to go around saying, well, brothers and sisters, we're in the dark ages now. You're saying, having been informed of, you know, it's like the matrix. Our eyes are open and we see where we are. Yeah, let me. Yeah, go ahead. Let's put up St. John chapter one. Put that on the screen. I forget that you can put that on the screen. So let's put that on the screen. You will absolutely. This is the answer for the dark ages. What I'm about to show you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Keep going. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light, here it is, shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That word comprehended means to hold something down and seize on it. And it said the light shined into the darkness, into the dark age. It shined into that darkness, but that darkness couldn't hold that light down and seize on it. And so if we've entered the dark ages, then it's time to blast the light right down in the middle of it, because that's the only thing darkness can't hold down. It can't hold it down, Steve, because darkness runs from light. It cannot. It cannot stay in the same room with light. So the only thing darkness cannot seize on is light. And the church is going to have to get their act together and start preaching the truth again. We can't preach. And, you know, maybe we ought to start with not putting fog, so many fog machines or fog machines on the stage and try to show the glory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why don't we, why don't we have the real fog show up? That's good. I've seen, that's why I won't allow them on my stage. If I have anything to do with the authority of it, I said, no, we're not doing that. You know, if somebody's doing a Christmas play or they're doing a play, yeah. I understand all that. But when I'm in a prophetic service, don't start blowing a bunch well, of Well, it kind of makes smoke. sense. It's not that fog machines are wrong, but if you're the Holy Spirit and you're ready to come and someone turns on the fog machine, you'd kind of go, well, I'll see you later. Well, <laughs> would, how do you know what's what? Right, yeah. He still may show up, but you wouldn't know which one was which. Yeah, wow. And so I've seen the glory show up so big you couldn't see the people in the room. I've seen the room so full of smoke. I saw a hundred people fall out one time at the same time. I couldn't even see them. All I could see was the first couple rows, the fog and the smoke got so big in the room. And it started as a a cloud that came out of the wall. Steve, it was a cloud that came out of the wall. I I saw something move. You know how we say out of the corner of our eye. Yeah, right. Well, well, I'm standing up there. It was a two o'clock Bible study in an old storefront. And I'm standing up there and I'm just standing behind the podium. And 
and everybody's smiling and they're so happy. It's only a hundred chairs are out, a hundred people uh, thereabouts. And I, I look around, I've seen this movement and I've turned and look hmm. and this big cloud came out of the wall. I mean, I don't mean it was a smoke. I mean, Steve, it was like a summertime boulder head, white cloud, just defined came right out of the wall and hung right there in the air. Now I'm not looking at it in the spirit, brother. Yeah, you're seeing with your natural eyes, right? Just like I'm looking at you. Yeah. I I said, I looked at it just like this. And I look back at the people and they're smiling at me. And I look back at the cloud. No, but I don't know it at this time. And I look back at the people and I said, hmm, the first thought I had (laughs) was the building was on fire. I thought. I did. I, now that's how in the spirit I was. No, no, thought, that's really good. I mean, I'm glad you're being transparent. So this is teach. This is a, this is instructive too. At the same time. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I thought this old building because it was probably close to a hundred year old storefront, and I thought this old building's on fire. And if it catches fire, I said these people will kill themselves trying to get out of here. And I said, everybody, raise your hand and close your eyes. I did. And the reason I did it is so they couldn't see that cloud. I thought if they see that smoke, they'll kill each other. And I, when they closed their eyes and raised their hands, I'm just being real honest. I I wasn't very, I wasn't very in the spirit. And I looked around at one of the youth on the young men sitting on the front. And I said, come here a minute. I've whispered in his ear. I said, go in the back and see what's burning. Said something's on fire. He went in the back and he came out and he did like this. Everybody had done open their eyes by this time. And I looked around again. Now the cloud started breaking up and it was drifting down the wall like a smoke. And it was just, <laughs> okay. I mean, it was going down the right side of the room and I saw it and I looked at the people and I thought, Oh dear God, if they see this smoke, I said, everybody raise your hands and close your eyes. Let's praise the Lord again. <laughs> they did. And I said, go find this fire. I said, this building's on fire. And that youth come back out. He got aggravated. He said, there's nothing burning. And by this time, I looked up and the cloud had went down the right side of the room and started across the back of the room and was moving toward the stage. Well, every, every foot or so it moved, however far it moved, the people disappeared. You couldn't see them. <laughs> and they kept coming toward me on the stage. And I said, Lord, what do I do? I said, what's going on? And inside me, Steve, he said, I am here. And <laughs> brother, my knees turned loose. I mean, they were shaking. My legs were shaking like that. Jeez. And there were, there were three stages in this old building. And there was a little aisleway where that cloud went and or down the side. And you had to jump from one stage to the next. <laughs> and when he said, I am here, I started shaking. I jumped from my stage over to where the cloud appeared and laid down on my face. I said, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He said, get up. he said yeah he said he said get up he said this is my spot go back to yours that's hilarious i jumped 
from his spot back to mine, and I'm shaking. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, by this time, Steve, I can't see hardly anybody but the front oh, two man. rows. And I said, what do you want me to do? He said, have all the people get up and come over to the right side of the room where you first saw this cloud and just worship me. I said, everybody get up. And see, I was thought I was keeping them from seeing the smoke. He was probably getting them used to obeying. <laughs> he said, now have them come over here. I said, everybody get up and come over here where to this side of the room. So they get up and I could hear the chairs sliding. I couldn't see them. I could just hear it. And across that old wooden floor. And about that time you heard, whoo, and just a shaking. Everybody fell out. Oh, my and goodness. Boom. I mean, they hit the ground. <laughs> Jesse Duplantis said they bit the dust. Boom. Man. They just... And I'm That's looking crazy. at everybody. Robin's playing piano. She's over on this stage to my left. So she's playing piano. And, and I look around. Everybody's out. So I don't know what to do. So I end up just sitting down on the steps right there. And Robin just kept playing. And we just sat there for about 45 minutes, an hour. I don't know how long it was. Crazy. And then eventually the smoke started dissipating. And you could see people. And I could see some. Uh, I remember an elderly lady got up off the floor. Of course, she probably wasn't be elderly to me now. But she wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> and yeah. so. She might be my age now. I don't know. But she started getting up and she was smiling, fixing her dress, her clothes, fixing her hair. You know, it was up, fixing her hair. And they're smiling. And everybody just sat down. And when it was over, I said, Whew, man, that was something, wasn't it? And the Lord said, ask them how many people saw that cloud. Now, that's the first time it dawned on me. Everybody didn't see it. Oh, you always thought that you thought they were all seeing. Oh, okay. I thought everybody was seeing what I was seeing because I'm looking at it like I'm looking at you. And I said, How many people saw that that cloud? Seven people on the front. Out of the whole group. <laughs> out of the whole raised their hand. And I said, I asked Robin, I said, Well what what did you think was going on? I said, Did you see it? Robin said, No. I said, well, what'd you think I was doing? I was running, jumping on one stage, laying down, jumping back. She said, I don't know. I was just watching you. <laughs> <laughs> she While knows Robin Robin. Yeah. yeah and, and so with all of that said, it's not that, that fog machines are wrong. Yeah. What it, I mean, cause you use them in plays, you use sure. them on television. People use them. It's, but the thing is, is that once you've been born in fire like that, yeah, and you've seen those kind of things, you can't live in smoke. If you're born in fire, you can't just live in, in artificial smoke. You've got to see the real thing. And it's got to, and, and that glory, it's in the studio here now, I can see it. Really? Every, everywhere we ever go, any stage I'm ever on, it shows up. It's very, I can't re really remember a time it don't. Did it and, is this, did it start in that one event? Is that when it started? Yeah, it was about then. That's where I trace it back to. Okay. And I remember one night I was preaching on stage and it rolled in the back of the building. It started coming toward me and it ran me back up the steps. 
it would come at my feet and I'd back up the steps and start preaching. When I got up the steps, it'd back off. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And then I, and then I walked back down to the floor and he'd come right back at me again. I'd back up, back up the step. And I got tickled about it because it was, and, and there was one time in the church, I'll never forget 11, 11, 11. It got so smoky in the room. You couldn't hardly, you, you could see the people, but you couldn't really make out features. And I had somebody take a picture of it to see if the smoke showed up. And it did show up. And, and then Jesus showed up in the smoke on the back row. And he's sitting there on the back seat. Wait, he's sitting there? He's sitting there. And there's a picture of it. Your team, I can find that real easy. I don't know. We have it. And, uh, and so anyway, it showed up. And what happened was, is the little girl, there was a little girl, 12 years old, in the service, at the beginning of the service. And I had given a prophetic word of knowledge that somebody had infection in their blood and the Lord was healing them. Well, when this smoke rolled in, now remember, all I'm doing is telling them, get the picture to see if the smoke shows up. See yeah. if what I'm seeing, the camera can see it. And so they did. And sure enough, it was there. It was but on in, the camera. Oh, it's there. I wish you had it right now. But anyway. Well, yeah, I'm sure they're probably looking for it. But So you're saying the camera would see it, but other people, yeah. many of the people could not see it. They, they can't see it, but the camera iris will pick it up. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm looking out there. And, and then when we look back at it, I remember I was flipping through the pictures, oohing and aahing over the smoke. Right. And Krista was standing behind me and said, wait. No, another lady was standing beside, behind me and said, a friend of mine and Robin's, her and her husband were great friends of ours. It's, but she said, wait, who's that? I don't even know how she saw it. Go back. And I went back and said, and Krista said, it's the Lord. Wow. And there he sat. There's no <laughs> mistaking who he is. And But the seat he's in, there was a little girl, 12 years old, who had MRSA in her leg and they were going to amputate her leg same same seat the same seat. same seat and that was the little girl's seat she was actually in that seat but he appeared in the glory and that smoke in that seat and that little girl got completely healed and that little girl's married today grown wow. woman yeah that mercy that uh, mercy that's wicked yeah that's a and, killer you know but not when Jesus shows up. Man. And that was real fog, real smoke. Wow. Steve, there's been so many things happen. I remember one time I was standing and I and I was just standing down in front and all of a sudden I looked up and you could watch it, I guess, on camera. By the I way, just like, uh, let me insert uh, Paul just said he got that picture. Oh, sure. Yeah, remember yeah. where you were right now, but we'll Now remember okay. it's untouched. Okay, this is so the way we'll, it looked. Okay, okay, here it is. See it? There, see there the it smoke? Is. That's yeah, that's the Lord. Yeah, that's not that's not a camera blur. That's smoke. It was all in the room. And I said, take a picture and see if it shows up. Well, you know, that's that's kind of blocking it with, with that little thing, but the whole picture is actually there and two See that post he's sitting by? Beside? Yeah, I see the post, right? Okay, 
that's where he showed, that's where the little girl was sitting in his seat. But now look who's sitting there. There's no doubt who that is. Right. And it's not a 12 year old girl. And, but if you look to the left of that post, if you could see it, there's an angel at the end of the wall standing there. You can't see it because the blue is covering it up. Oh, I see. But, yeah. but uh, that's what happens when real glory shows up. Crazy. You know, um, Daddy Seymour at Azusa Street, a man came in, you know, and had what they called a peg leg. Yeah. Like the old timers. That's all they had then was mm-hmm. a wooden boot and a straight stick from his knee down. And he came in and was, and gangrene had set in in the rest of his leg, and they were going to have to cut it off more. And so Daddy Seymour, you know, man of God, dear Lord, have mercy. And he just, he looked at the man, and he said, my dear brother, he said, it's not the gangrene that that upsets me so. It's the fact you don't have a leg. And so he got down there to pray over that stump. And the smoke rolled in fog so thick at the man's feet, it would cover it up. And he'd have to wave the smoke off really? so he could put his hands on it. And it would come right back and jump on that man's leg. And he, <laughs> and then in front of everybody, it grew out all the really? way to the, to the foot. Really? In I didn't know door. we had a record of that actually oh, yeah. happening. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there was... You know, there was the in Azusa Street, that was the earmark was the glory. That was the earmark of it all. It would it stayed there three and a half years and it would be two feet off the ground as a fog in the whole that old whole old stable. And you have uh, church leaders like C.W. Ward and people like that were in Azusa that prayed for people at 13, 14 years old. And because teenagers and young people did all the praying almost. And so they said it would get so thick that they would play hide and seek in the glory. They were just kids. Really? Yeah. (laughs) They'd step inside. They'd step inside the fog and let somebody come by. And then they'd step out and tap them on the shoulder (laughs) because they kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I could, I I could comment all over that, but I mean, even the Lord with his glory is having fun with the kids. Oh, yeah. See, that's good. I hadn't thought of that. And it shows you what kind of freedom is in the glory. Yeah. They said they would. They said it was like breathing pure oxygen when it would fill that room. And it was there ever present for three and a half years without dissipating. And a man came in who was missing an arm to the shoulder. And in front of everybody, when they laid hands on that on his shoulder where the arm should be. In front of everybody, it grew out bone first, wrapped in muscle and sinew, then covered in flesh. And it said it made people gag to see it happen. Really? Because it began all the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything inside was creating. And the last thing the lady said that she saw was the fingernails grow on the hand in front of everybody. Did this stuff get, Robin, did this stuff get edited out of the books? Uh, How come Uh, I'm... Well, you know, you could read, uh, uh, I think, who is it? Um, is it, what was the man's name? He wrote the book, but the name of the book was They Told Me Their Stories. Okay. And he, you know, because when Azusa was over, they went to, uh, 
most of them moved to a place called Pisgah. I've heard and, that. And when he went to get their accounts, the eyewitness accounts of all those stories, this was the over, this was the thing that was said over and over. Where did the glory go? Yeah. Oh, I where did the glory that. go? And well, it went into a fog machine. Oh, That's man. where it went. Where did the glory go? And so, so they, they said, and one thing that stuck out in my mind in one of the stories, the accounts, is a woman came in, and she was just a young woman, had children. They said she had a tumor on the side of her head the size of a basketball, and she had to carry the tumor like this everywhere oh, she really? went. Oh, really? She'd have to carry it. And when, the, when it would start stirring and the glory would get thick, the young people would come over, and they'd see them when they'd come in, and they'd come over and pray for them. And when they laid hands on her, right in front of everybody, it started disappearing oh, until it man. went away in front of everybody, and she snapped her head up. They said the guy that was missing the arm that grew the arm back came back in about a week with 200 people following him, had, had his hand straight up in the air with his new arm. All of these things. I've been in meetings. We were in a 50-night consecutive move of God right up here on Louisa Street in Warrior, years ago, in 2008, maybe, something like that. Steve, it was miracles that would stagger your mind. I mean, that little building would only hold about 65 people. There was no advertisement done. And the building, now, this is going to be hard for people to believe, but the building would expand at night. Really? And people would come in from everywhere. Pictures of two blocks of cars where they'd come in there. And the teenagers did all the praying. They would surround the people. There was a woman, they called it the Pool of Bethesda. My goodness, yeah. And, and this woman who had been in a coma for months, uh, she couldn't raise her hands above her shoulders. And she was had her eyes, one of her eyes glued shut for 20 mm. years. And she came, she couldn't walk. She had her husband, she heard about the meeting, said, take me to that meeting. They took her up there and I'm on stage playing. All we did, Steve, was start playing. No advertisement, we just started playing. We just tell the people at our own church, we're gonna have it. And we was in a little storefront. We didn't have it like 15, 20 people maybe, I don't know. But however many it was at that time, we just start playing. We play one hour, two hours, sometimes three hours. And then all at once, boom, it was happened. And this lady come in and said, dear God, roll me up in that pool. They, he, <laughs> her, her husband rolled her up in that pool and I'm just playing. Now the teenagers had seen so much by this time. They looked for you. If you had an ailment, when you come through that door, they spied you out from the moment you came in. Oh, I love they that. wanted to get you up there in that circle. Mm. They rolled her up in that circle, and Krista quit playing guitar and stepped down off the stage. She was 15. She stepped down off the stage and said, and got down on her knee in front of her. <laughs> this was so powerful. She said, the lady's eye had been glued shut for 20 years because she had something wrong with her eyes. And they said, 
we'll glue this eye shut. And when you lose sight in this one, we'll glue this one shut and open this one up and you can see. So Krista knelt down there beside her and reached up like this, Steve, and took her thumb. I can see it to this day. And I'm up on stage playing guitar. I ain't doing nothing but this. Ooh, ooh, I don't want to hinder this kind of faith, man. I've thought, Lord, don't let me hinder this because I didn't have faith for that. But she did. And she reached up like this and she rubbed that woman's eye like that with her thumb. And when she did, it looked like yellow liquid started running down the side of her face like that. That glue melted. The glue turned loose and her eye popped open. And she told her husband, she said, my God, Eddie, I can see. I can see. (laughs) Wow. And her her little hands had crippling arthritis. Hmm. Krista's cousin, my niece, was young. Her and Krista's about the same age. She was standing there and she had her hand sandwiched between her own hand like that, praying in tongues, staring at her right in the face. And when she said, I can see, she turned her hand loose and it was straight. Her oh fingers were straight. When that <laughs> happened, that dear lady threw both hands above her head like this. She couldn't raise them. And she said, praise God, praise God. Oh, man. And, and Krista said, would you like to walk? And the lady, <laughs> Krista did. Yeah. Wow, the, talk about I'm, faith. I'm playing faster and faster, I guess. I don't know. Robin's playing, I play. And Krista said, well, let's walk. And she reached out like this and took her by the hand. That woman stood up out of that wheelchair seven months. I think in a coma, it was months in a coma, but seven months, something about seven months. And she started walking slow across the floor. She took her all the way across in front of the stage and turned around and went all the way back. And the only reason the woman sat back down is she was out of breath. She hadn't walked in so long. And she was crying, praising God with straight fingers and two eyes. Well, about a week after that, I was preaching. She come through the door and she walked straight up to the platform and took the mock out of my hand. (laughs) (laughs) And she told the story and said, I just want you to know that I'm healed. This happened and I'm the woman and I'm healed. Now, that's what happens when glory shows up. My gosh, my gosh. I was... I was looking from the stage during that 50 nights. The first miracle that showed up makes people could make people angry. And then this will bring me back to what we wanted to talk about. I, I looked out there and I'm playing guitar just hour, two hours, whatever. And Steve, for me to tell you what all happened, I've got written accounts because I kept a diary as it happened every night. And uh, 50 consecutive nights, not a break, not one. No offerings were received, nothing, every night. I'd go out to my Jeep during that night and find money in my console or in my glove box. And really? Because we, did, we didn't receive offering. And uh, um, anyway, I looked out there, and this man was in the back. Uh, he was jumping up and down, doing like this, <laughs> like he was getting <laughs> something out of the air. And my sister had crawled up to the stage, crawled. That's how strong the power was. 
and she was pointing up at telling Robin to look at my hair where there was this gold streak of flakes all the way down the middle of my hair. And I looked back and this man was jumping up like this. And I thought, well, bless his heart. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. Steve. I thought, well, bless his heart. You know, I don't know what he's jumping for, but bless his heart. And because he's looking like he's trying to get something. And then I looked around and other people's doing like this, looking at the ceiling and gold looked like gold glitter was falling out of the ceiling everywhere. And people was was gathering it. They'd take their Bibles and rake it off in their Bible to because it was it was all happening. And and you know, that's probably wow. happens that may happen in a lot of people's churches every Sunday. I don't know. Yeah, but I've we seen never some seen gold. That. Yeah, it's not very rare. I've seen and, some gold flecks and yeah. some angels uh, yeah. feathers, feathers and some yeah. of those things, but uh, but I haven't seen it to that level. My goodness. I'll I was kneeling down one night praying and I had my eyes closed like this during those times. And I, I, I had my hand out pointing like this, my eyes closed. And I saw all these blue sparkles and the Lord said, I'll show you my, my blue fire or something. And I just, I really chickened out of giving the rest of it. <laughs> I did. I did. I, and I, he wanted me to say some more about it, but I didn't. And I've repented. Don't nobody judge me. Yeah. This was a while back. And uh, when I opened my eyes, people had their phones out, taking pictures of all this blue glitter that had landed on everything, Gee. on the televisions, on the the speakers, on the, and they were, they were taking pictures. Of, it was blue sparkles everywhere and uh, or had landed on everything. And that happens when the glory shows up. I've seen chairs that were back stored in the back when glory would show up at the church and they'd have blue sparkles on them. Nobody sit in them. And, um, it's God walks on Sapphire, you know, and, uh, and he, but when you, when you were born in things like that, yeah, you can't live in artificial. I'm not interested in artificial. I see. I mean, you're wow. Yeah, no wonder the fog machine. Yeah, you know, I've heard people criticize it, and yeah. I thought, well, they're not hurting well, anything. But but when you can put that up against the story you just told, yeah, I mean, uh, it's not things that, up. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know that. I, you know, I'm not really bashing things because everything was made for God and by God. Sure. But when I'm looking for real glory, I don't want anything to hinder what I'm seeing. Totally. I don't want it. Uh, what would you say? Convoluted glory. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think of that scripture. Or try to convolute the glory. Yeah, scripture where Paul says, "Well, everything's permissible, but not everything builds up." So yeah. that's permissible, but it's not what's building up. That's not no, what brings in the glory. It, it depends on what you're doing, what yeah. you're going to use it for. It's like uh, we only use, you know, colored lights and all on faces and all because if you don't, you look like you're dead. <laughs> you yeah, know, you, yeah, if true. you don't use the right lighting and, but if you'll notice, tell people to notice, well, I guess I'm telling them now, but if they'll notice brother Hagen took note of this a long time ago, that when the glory shows up, if you'll look up at the lights, it'll collect like fog around lights. 
Oh, that's good to see. You're, I'm, this is very instructive. I, I was in yeah. Africa, did a conference in 2000. And I was, it was all African speakers, but they had a few token Americans, and I was one of them. But watching that, I saw the smoke, and I saw it up against a black speaker, and I could see it. That's right. And I'd say to Dream, do you see that? I see that. And, mm -hmm. and she didn't see it, and I was working to see it. I, did, I wanted to keep testing it. But in that service, people would come up to worship, you know, native people yeah. from uh, Nigeria. This is Nigeria. And they would start worshiping. And pretty soon they'd go on to a full demon manifestation. They'd get delivered of a demon sure. right there. Collapse. Right. And the, so the glory I, I, shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty profound. Mm. Um, I felt like, what am I doing here? But it was like. See, it was, see the glory, the glory among other things. But the glory is resurrection power. Yeah. That's what it is. Remember when Jesus, well, you don't remember, but you've read it, where Jesus said, uh, of raising Lazarus from the dead. And Lazarus' sister asked him, said, you know, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, uh, if you will believe, he said, do you believe you're, if you'll believe, you'll see the glory. He said, do you believe your brother will rise again? She said, yes, Lord, in the last day. Mm-hmm at the resurrection he said i am the resurrection i just read that said, this week yeah yeah and he said if you believe you'll see the glory and then he raised lazarus from the dead so part of glory is resurrection power and it shows up and if people will notice in their services unless they've got a machine doing something but if they'll notice they'll see suddenly it'll start looking like fog around lights around that's stage good. lights that's good and when you notice that that's the glory showing up. But people say, oh, nah, it's just something to do with the lights. No, it's not either. It's just like natural fog will collect around any lights. You might not can see it, but if there's a light, you, it'll collect around the lights and you'll see it. Well, I've seen the glory so thick, Steve. Of course, I know we're going way over time, but I've, yeah, seen, the, fine. I've seen the glory so thick. I remember one time I was working the back of our church back in those days. And I was cutting lumber and trying to build and trying to make a place for people to come. And I looked up and when I looked across to my left out across the grounds, there was this big, I thought it was a cloud of smoke. I thought somebody had a fire adjoining the property. Yeah. This big cloud of smoke, the size of a bus came yeah. out of the trees. And it started moving, but it was moving like this, up. It wasn't this way. It was this way. And it was coming out of the woods like this, and it was perfectly defined in a square. Really? Now, I'm going to show you how in the spirit I was. I looked up <laughs> at it, and it came, and it went down toward the barn on the back of the church property. And when it got to the barn, it turned this way. And it was as big as the top of the barn. And then it went on into the woods beyond, and it never lost its definition, and it disappeared among the trees. Jeez, it almost sounds like science fiction, a science fiction movie where it was yeah. just, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and so I, let me show you how in the spirit I was. Yeah. I jumped up. I said, somebody has snuck onto the property, and <laughs> they, have, they have went down on that old dirt road on the other side. The problem was there wasn't a dirt road on the other side. There was just a driveway of gravel that went, and I took off down to the barn to find the smoke. 
<laughs> and then it dawned on me, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, man, I said, this is, this has got to be. And then it dawned on me, wait a minute. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing you just saw was natural. It couldn't have been. So I've seen the glory, Steve. I've okay. seen the, I've seen the glory to the point. If you ever see it, Steve, I, I decided one day I was going to follow Smith Wigglesworth example. I took and um, he had a New Testament he kept in his pocket. Every 15 minutes, he'd read it. So I said, I'm going to read my New Testament every 15 minutes. I had little Gideon's New Testament, you know, and I, I'd be eating with my, my family. And I said, excuse me a minute. I open <laughs> it up and read. And I did it all day and all night. Really? Well, we, well, we were having 4.30 a.m. prayer meetings on in those days on Tuesday. So I'd get down there, it'd be dark. We was on a storefront on the sidewalk. And so the morning after that, I got out of my car, walked up on that sidewalk. And when I pulled the key out to put it in the lock, fire flew off the end of the key. Pow! It hit that lock. Now, I'm not on carpet. So it couldn't have been static. I'm on concrete. And I had walked from the street. Yeah. And I said, Lord, what was that? He said, that's all that word you've been putting in you. Really? See, wow. the glory, the glory. This is how we light a light in the dark ages. We have to get so serious with God that he becomes undeniable to forces that would try to erase his name out of this land. And out of this world, we have to become so undeniable that he is here and that his word is true and it still works today. We have to become the sword of the spirit church. The, the word of faith and the prophetic, we have to walk in that kind of power robed in the rest of the denominations, which would have been the armor of God. And so we have to we have to to do that now. That brings me up to where I said I was wanted to talk about when we came on the air. And this won't take real long to do it. Go for it. Yeah, go for it. Look at, uh, pull up Matthew, the 16th chapter, and um, on the screen so the people can actually see the word. I want them to be able to see how it's really written. Now, in verse 13, put, put start there in verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. That shows you his personality. They thought that's who he was. He was bold. He would weep. He, could, he, was, he acted like them. They really got it from Jesus. They just didn't know it. He saith unto them. I learned that from Krista. That was awesome, wasn't it? And he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? That's really all that matters. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. And they, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, or Petros, a fragment of a rock, and I will build my church. He said, and upon this rock, Petra, 
this huge boulder that I'm the Christ and on revelation knowledge, I will build my church. And you got it to be a part of that. So you became Petros. But Petra is something different. That's him building it on revelation. And starting with that, he's the Christ. I will build my church and the gates of hell, which are five of them, five physical senses, eyes, mm. ears, and so forth. That's five oh, gates of hell. Okay. He said, will not prevail against a revelation because something flesh and blood didn't tell you. He said, uh, the gates of hell won't prevail against that. Now, next verse. Watch this close. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The, the janitor has the keys to the bank, but only the president has the keys of the bank. And he said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom, not to the kingdom. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. These keys are revelation knowledge. Next verse. Mm -hmm. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Next verse. From that time forth, now here's our verse. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem. Watch this line, Steve. And suffer many things of the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and be raised again the third day. So he said he must go and suffer many things of the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes. Elders, priests, and scribes. He said, this is what's going to cause me to suffer. Elders, priests, and scribes. Hmm. He said, they won't kill him. He will be killed, but it's not them that kills him. He said, and be killed, and be raised. There's three entities at work here. Elders, chiefs, uh, priest, and scribe. The political world who killed him. And again, and the resurrection power of glory to raise him from the dead. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Now, here's the thing, Steve. What the body of Christ suffers from. I didn't say that's who kills them, but what prophets suffer from is elders, uh, priests, and scribes. That's who causes him his suffering. Hmm. They couldn't kill him, but they beat him. They had him beat. They had, they mistreated him. They disgraced him. They did all of that. Who did that? Elders, chief priests, and scribes. Elders, priests, and scribes caused him his suffering they couldn't kill him but they could hurt him so they employed the elders priests and scribes employed the political to kill him they told Pilate. Pilate said you deal with him they said we don't have the authority to kill him we can beat him but we can't kill him only you can do that said so we need your help to get rid of him so what's happening right now is in the body of Christ. What do you think happened with the petition against the prophets? That was elders, priests, and scribes. That was elders, chief priests, and scribes. One friend of mine wrote to me after I said that, heard me say that. He said, the church suffers with EPS, elders, priests, and scribes. Oh, wow. Because think about it, Steve. That's who caused him his pain. 
That's who caused him his suffering. They couldn't kill him. They didn't have the authority. They don't have the authority to kill the prophets. They don't have the authority to do this. They can try, and they could in the days before that, but when they came under Roman dominion, only the Romans could put them to death. They had to judge them according to their law. And then they said, you have to kill him. So they employed the political to kill him. Oh, man. The elders, the chiefs, and the scribes. The elders, tradition. The, the priest, the pastors, and the chief leaders. The scribes, all those who write their books, who say it's one way and no other way. They come on the scene and they tell the prophets, you must sign a petition that you will only prophesy according to our elders, priests, and scribes. Only our dictates. You can't do it any other way. And they begin to speak out. Pastors turn their full fury on prophets. Hmm. Pastors start pointing toward prophets. They start saying they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. Because it don't happen in their church and they're not prophets. So they don't even know what the ministry of one is. So they start pointing. And all of our suffering we're doing right now is from EPS. Elders, priests, and scribes. We're going to have to, the elders, the chief priests and the scribes are going to have to shake their religious mind if we're going to overcome the dark ages. If they keep siding with Pilate, the government don't want anything to do with prophets. They just soon leave us alone. But they won't ignore elders, chiefs, and, and scribes because they have influence over voters. And so if they start coming against us, they'll follow suit. And that's what you're going to see this year. You're mm -hmm. going to see a battle of light and dark against the dark ages. And all these people who dare say, I am an apostle. I am this. I have the right to tell you that you can't prophesy a certain way. Really? You're the same bunch that caused Jesus his suffering. Did you notice he didn't say, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the Romans? He never said that. He said, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes. And it'll result in me being killed. But that there's a third power that will be on the scene too. And it's called resurrection. Hmm. The glory will come. This is the year of the glory. This is the year of the dark. This is the year of the light. This is the year the dark and the light will fight to see if the dark can hold it down and seize hmm. on it. This is the year that the church will suffer with EPS. And the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes will start turning people over to the political realm. This is the year that, that this, these things will take place. But this is also the year that the glory and resurrection power will show up. This is it. We have come down to crunch time. And by them having the Sinai summit ought to be proof to everybody watching. 
they believe it. The problem is the church don't. And so if you ask me where we are at this time, this is where we are. Wow, you know, and that's super, super sobering, uh, Robin, because in my in my amateur observations, whatever, I would have thought we'd passed that point, we'd gotten beyond it, and we're about to to see. Um, I guess I would say the unity of the brethren, uh, you know, leaders, and you and will see a lot of unity. Yeah, you will. so it's the but. It's, it sounds like it's an um, explosion of the religious spirit, if I could put it in my terms. Is that- well, yes, I think you're right on, because I think that's the strongest spirit Satan has. Yeah. Let me tell you what a religious spirit is personified in Hollywood as. A vampire. Really? That's, that's a personification, a physical manifestation of a religious spirit. It sucks the life out mm. of a living entity. And that's what that's supposed to be showing. And that's why they used to show a cross would defeat it. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. A cross defeated the spirit, but not anymore. Not anymore. They don't even bring that into being. It's because they consider the church powerless now. Most of the world thinks the church has no power. None. And so they they look to... How dare you say that Joe Biden's not the president? How dare you speak against? How dare you talk against uh, political entities? You know, how dare Isaiah speak against political realms? How dare Elijah point his finger at Ahab and Jezebel? How dare uh, Moses stand up in front of Pharaoh? How dare Abraham confront four kings in open battle and Mm. defeat them? How dare him speak to the king of Sodom and Gomorrah and tell him what he'd do, what he wouldn't do? How dare him do that? And then look at us and say, how dare you? How dare Jesus call Herod an old fox? How dare Jesus look at Pilate and tell him, you ain't got any power at all over me if it wasn't given to you from above? Said you're just playing into this whole plan. He said, it's the EPS that has more Mm. sin than you do. Said, they turned me over to you. They have more sin than you. And Pilate said, dear God. And, and when they looked at him and said, Pilate said, why should he die? He hadn't done anything worthy of death. I don't even want no part of this guy. Pilate's wife said, leave him alone. I've suffered many things in a dream on account of him today. I fell asleep during the day and suffered many things about him. Leave him alone. Pilate said, I don't want nothing to do with him. And they said, By our law, he ought to die. He made himself the son of God. Him being a man makes himself God. Pilate said, come here, come here a minute, Jesus, come in here. Said he was more afraid. He said, who are you? It scared him. It scared him because he knew he was God in the flesh. He knew Mm. it. All these miracles Jesus done, you don't think it escaped Pilate's ears. He knew it. He said, dear God, who are you? He said, I'm the same person. I, I, that's who I've always said. He said, do you ask me this question or did somebody tell you this? He said, he said, and remember when, and then Jesus, he told him, he said, all those that know the truth, hear the truth will hear my voice. Pilate said, what is the truth? What is the truth? 
the elders, the political world knows nothing about God much. Those that did know Jesus, a lot of them end up in D.C. They lose their ever-loving minds. There's a demon in D.C. that just sucks the life out of them. And they end up trying to please everybody. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And they don't know nothing about us. I remember when I used to ask local magistrates and, and courthouse, I said, what do I need in my credentials to marry people? They said, we don't know anything about that. Hmm. They did. I said, I said, do I need a license from you? They said, well, we're more interested in your ordination from somewhere. They don't know. I said, we don't know where those lines are. Hmm. Think about it. They don't know nothing about us. We're strange people to the governments. But John Adams, George Washington, all these people, they knew they knew about it. And they formed a nation built on the Bible. And so when we start talking now, you can tell pastors and leaders that don't know nothing about it. All they do is get mad at you because you won't wear a mask. Hmm. So anyway, Steve, that's my soapbox. I guess I preached off of it. I won't take it back. Yeah. Profound (laughs) word. Really. It really is from the Lord. And I, um, it's just, I mean, I'm, I, and I'm still got a little bit stunned. I'm sitting there doing my quiet time and said, we're going to look back at these as the dark ages. And I thought, where did that thought? I mean, literally. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed that that's the news, but it is what it is. It is what God says it is. Oh, uh, I, so. I was, you know, when I first brought that up, I was going to tell you that a partner yeah. of ours wrote in on the chat when I said that and said they had had a dream or something or a vision not long before this, and they saw this great darkness over the land. And then all at once, a thousand lights sparkled up in the middle of wow. all of that. And and they didn't know I, I was going to say that. But that's where we are, Steve. Darkness can't hold light down. Yeah. So it's kind of good news, bad news, isn't it? It's like it's well, not good news to hear about the dark ages, but it's certainly good news to hear that well, we could be the light in it, you know. Well, and see, and here's where the church is. You may tell you where they are, and I'm yeah, gonna turn yeah. it back to you, Steve. Yeah. I'm gonna throw it back to you after this. <laughs> yeah, tell <laughs> us. Go ahead. Says something. Yeah. There in the South one time down here, we used to do what's called, and uh, I have kin folks that did this used to do what's called uh, fishing with dynamite. Oh, you know, I heard about that. Yeah, out of the river, <laughs> light the dynamite, and throw it overboard, and then and the fish will just float up to the top. Now, don't nobody go try this because this is not good. We did something down here called calling fish up, too, where you took an old-timey telephone, you know, and you drop the lead wires in the water, turn this <laughs> oh, thing, and it'd shock them. Anything that, that – uh, had skin on it would float to the top like a catfish. Well, there was a, a guy out dynamite fishing one time. He's he's lighting his stick of primer. He throw it overboard. <laughs> Boom! You'd hear the fishing come up. The game warden pulled up beside him. Uh-oh. And he said, hey, man, you know, you can't do that. That's against the law. You can't do that. Uh, I'm going to have to write you up. The old country boy just never responded. He just reached down, got another stick of dynamite, (laughs) 
and he lit it and threw it in the game warden's boat. And he said, now, are you going to fish? Or are you going to talk? <laughs> well, in the, and so the game warden went fishing. So the thing is, is that the church has come to the place, like it or not, they can hate. I mean, you know, they'll either hate me or love me. They're commanded to love me. I don't know if they have to like me, but here's the thing. We've come down to the place. Are you going to fish? Are you going to talk? Because all of your show and all of your stuff is not bringing in real power. Yeah. You're going to have to know the word and you're going to have to, to give God something to put on display. You're going to have to talk about Jesus and what he suffered. You're going to have to talk about his resurrection. You're going to have to talk about his healing power. And you're going to have to get off this cock and bull story about how God wants you sick and so to bring him some yeah. kind of glory. You're going to have to get rid of that glorious resurrection power. And it's not bringing him glory. He had glory from the very start. So we're going to have to preach real power and give the world something to believe. If not, did you know 80% of the Christians in this nation, this was probably two years ago, don't even believe that they believe there's other religions that are equal to getting you to heaven. 80% of Christians. Don't that disqualify you from being a Christian? Because we have a real problem now. Yeah, because does, it, yeah, because Jesus said, I am the only way, yeah. the truth and the life. They don't believe John 14, 6. They don't believe that anymore. So what do we do, Steve? We have to lie to lie. Love me or hate me. I told you the truth. Yeah, that you did. And that's the way it stands. You did. Amen. Thank you. Thank amen, you, brother, amen. for having me on. Well, thank you. Hey, do you want to feel like praying for the people as we I do. close this out? I'd thank be honored. You so thank you. Father, I thank yeah. you for this platform, Lord. I thank yeah, you Lord. for Brother Steve and his whole team. They are so precious, Lord, in your yeah. eyes. Lord God, and show his team, Lord, that this is the day, Lord, to, to just throw away their guilt now. Just throw yeah. it away. Go ahead and throw the guilt away that you have forgiven them and things are well. Show them that, Lord, whoever that is, because this is a precious team. Yes, Lord, and you sent that word mm. because you love them. And Lord God, I ask you to show them your glory within their very works that they're doing. Lord, bless Steve and his precious wife and encourage them. Lord God, he has put his face out front for people to shoot at him in mm. the spirit and take shots at, Lord, in the spirit. Lord, that he is protected from, from literal, physical things like yeah. that. But in the spirit, they swing at him. Protect him, Lord. Yes, let him let him miss that he never even know the attacks. Yes, He just walks smiling. And Lord, all the people watching today, Show them their job in being this light and how they can be a light on their job in the school, wherever they are. Show all the policemen that they have a special anointing called by God. All yeah. the military people, they have a special anointing called by God and to light a light. 
Let the light get so big that those that are in the EPS, Lord, that are persecuting mm. the church, that it knocked them from their high horse like it did Paul. And they see the truth and love the brethren. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Oh, God bless you, Robin, your dear friend. God bless you, my love friend. love to Lady Robin as I well. I will. Hey, a quick reminder to those watching that on Monday, uh, uh, Johnny won't be with us. Uh, Barry Wentz will be with us, so uh, stay tuned on Monday. It'll be very good. Thanks again, yeah. Robin. We love you very much. God bless you, brother. Have an Shalom. amazing day. Shalom. <laughs> See y'all later. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.